We are very excited about today's show, but before we begin, we've got Jesse Ledoux with our product feature of the week. Jesse, tell us what you got for us. Hey, Stephen. So as we move forward towards Miss America 2.0 occurring on September 9th, we are celebrating all things Miss America across all of our channels, but especially with our shop with an exclusive coupon code. Yeah, we've been um, featuring Miss America a lot. I mean, I think we started 51 days prior to September the 9th whatever day that was. And we've been featuring a different title holder, allowing them to take over our Instagram and our Facebook. And now we're on to the, the forever Miss Americas, if you will, and featuring a few of those each day. But um, yeah, so tell us, like, give us the deets on the, the coupon code. What, what does it give them as far as percentage off and what products does it cover? So our shop has everything from shoes, uh, jewelry, wardrobe, um, T-shirts, all sorts of great things. Anything you can imagine the pageant girl would want, we have it on our shop. And this coupon code allows our users to get 20% off of their purchase. The only thing it doesn't cover are those dresses, which still shop them when you're on the site, but it won't cover those. But the coupon code itself is just all one word, Miss America, um, spelled out, doesn't matter, capital, lowercase, whatever, Miss America, 20% off your purchase. And as always, you will get free shipping in the U.S. Love that free shipping. And I think Canada too. Does Canada get it? I don't know. Yeah, I think I think Canada might get it too um, in the shop. But, you know, test it out. <laughs> um, all right. So let's say that somebody's listening to the episode uh, maybe a week after it's expired or a few months down the road or a few years down the road. I, how can they stay up to date on maybe daily or weekly coupon codes that we have? So if you are not already subscribed to our pageant daily newsletter do it right now because not only do you get world news pageant news featured products etc you also are the first to know about coupon codes like this one miss america 20 percent off so another shameless plug so you can sign up for pageant daily by visiting our website pageantplanet.com and clicking articles and it'll be right at the top awesome and i will go ahead and put that in the the podcast description or um, I'll have our staff put it in the podcast description rather. And then um, for the link, what's the link to our shop one more time? It's shop.pageantplanet.com. Thanks, Jesse. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome, everyone, to another episode. Today, Jesse and myself, we're going to discuss. Does the shoe make your score? So Jesse, set the stage for us. So when they say you have to have the look from head to toe, they are, of course, including your fabulous pageant shoes. So um, I will say, though, that shoe missteps, and pun intended there, are actually a dime a dozen. And Stephen, you actually suggested an all-shoe podcast because our friend Brittany Chassis, USA National Miss New Hampshire, thought it would be a great idea. It was a lot of questions people have. Um, I first, full disclosure, thought it would be impossible given how visual the conversation might need to be, but I've since come around. So thank you, Brittany. I think this is going to be very educational. Yeah. I mean, Brittany came up, I was at USA National Miss Maine and uh, MCing there and she just said, hey, love your podcast. I do have a suggestion though. Always love feedback. Um, and she gave a suggestion and here we go. So give us, okay, so we have... Um, uh, looking at the thing here. So we've got about, we've got a lot of points here on shoes and, yes. 
Um, so I guess the best thing would be give us the first tip or the first trick that you have in regards to pageant shoes. So what I did, Stephen, just to set the scene is I pulled what I would say are the four most common or most crucial notes about shoes for pageants. And then at the end, I have a couple of their like fluffy, quick hitter questions that we can talk through. So these first four pretty in depth, um, rather unrelated each one to the next but all still very important okay all right well give us your first um tip so my first tip is tricks for breaking in shoes and in order to look natural and confident your shoes need to be a size and fit that are comfortable and of course properly fitted um that goes with fit and then often we get shoes they need a little breaking in so lucky for you I have experienced a little bit of everything, so I have hacks for it all. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, you have quite a robust um, pageant experience, as anyone who's been listening for any length of time has uh, discovered. So uh, what's the first type of shoe that, and how can you break it in? Okay, so the first type is a strappy shoe. So we see a lot of strappy shoes in swimsuit and evening gown in fun fashion because less bulk we know on your feet is better when you're on stage so it doesn't pull the eye um so what i do in my strappy shoes if they're fitting a little tight i will put water in a ziploc bag i will seal it i will put it inside the shoe and i will put that shoe in the freezer Hmm. so are you with me still okay so ziploc bag water and then you stick it in, you kind of uh, strap it in, if you will. Exactly. So you want to make sure that the bag is close enough to all the straps that are feeling tight. Okay. That's the key. So, like, I don't even know how this works. And someone scolded me once for, like, sharing the tip before on something for not being scientifically correct. So I'm not even going to pretend I know the science. But for some reason, the water, the water as it freezes, again, this is not scientifically correct, for when the water freezes, it expands, which is not the correct word, but it gets bigger nonetheless and will cause the fibers of the shoe to expand or contract. And that way, once you take the shoe out, you take the bag of ice out, it will have more room in those tight spots. Okay. So a follow-up question on that. I mean, yep. how long do you keep it in the freezer? I mean, is it like 24 hours or you know, a week? Usually, no, definitely, definitely <laughs> not a week. You don't want to do too much damage to the fibers of the shoe. And of course, any extreme temperature, cold or hot, will not be great for it. So just keep an eye on it. And then once it's fully frozen, that's usually the right time. Okay, so once it's fully frozen, so maybe check yep. on it in four to six hours, depending on how, yeah, much, how big your foot is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, well, all right, that's that's interesting. And then it, it uh, would... Would a shoehorn also work like a really, um, you know, they, I know certain shoe companies, they put a lot of, gosh, like material, what is that, that scrunchy type paper that they stick your mm-hmm. shoe in? Does that yeah. kind of also substitute it? Or you found that, okay, putting your your shoe in the freezer, that that's the best method? I, I found the freezer method to be best because all of the other fixes, like, just stuffing paper into it, it really doesn't have a lasting effect because you're not really changing the state of any of the materials. The freezing will actually push it and create a tension, which will hold it, whereas nothing else I've found is really strong enough, in my opinion. Okay, got it. All right, anything more that you would like to say on the strappy of breaking it in? 
So I will say, and we're going to, this is going to lead us right into our next one is you absolutely do not want to do this method with a satin shoe. And the reason for that is of course, with satin, if it gets wet, you will always kind of see a stain or an outline. So moving into satin, just do not do the freezer method with any porous fabric or any fabric that is susceptible to staining. So this, this freezer method is great for a patent shoe, um, anything with a sheen to it. The strappy is great because often it's not a lot of fabric in general. Um, so you're not going to see the damage that could occur if it's a susceptible fabric. So satin is a no freezer zone. Okay. So more patent leather shoes for the freezer strategy, like a tippy top is a patent leather. Exactly. Okay. All right. Okay. So let's move into if a, if a girl has a satin shoe, how can she break that in? Yeah. So, um, even though it won't work for freezer, do not despair. Still have plenty of tricks. So put on socks with the shoe and put your hair dryer on a low hot setting. So this way you have your sock on, so you're stretching the fibers temporarily, and then you put that hair dryer close to it, of course, in a lower setting because you don't want to damage the fabric. Um, and that way, again, just like the chemical reaction occurs in the freezer, your shoe fabric will react to the heat itself, and then you also have your socks on. So it will do a little bit of a stretch. So you'll want to take it out every once in a while, do it again, make sure that it works until it is a level of comfort that works for you. I like that. Okay. So mm -hmm. you, you put your socks on and I mean, do you just sit at the desk and do it or are you wearing it around the house? Definitely do not yeah. recommend going out in public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Thank you for that. Um, so before and after you do this trick, I would still recommend wear the shoes around like while cleaning, organizing, doing homework, any other household duties to make them more comfortable. And like keeping that sock on definitely goes a long way. So do the heat trick just to expand those fibers, but whenever possible, wear your shoes with socks to make them more comfortable, give them more give. Okay. So we've covered some patent leather. We've covered some satin. What if you have a shoe that's just, let's just say it's too small for you. Is there any hacks that you have for that? So too small, we just had our two stretching and you have to put pads in the ball of your foot if necessary to prevent it from sliding forward. Often that's one of the greatest causes for pain is you like your feet are just crammed into a toe box of a shoe. So if you put a little bit of a padding underneath the ball of your foot, it will prevent your shoe from sliding forward even more. Okay. So I, I have uh, like, um, gosh, a friend and she wears a particular designer shoe, but she does complain that this like high end shoe, it goes at an extreme point. She has a wider foot. Mm -hmm. So what you're suggesting is to put almost like a padding in the bottom yep. portion so that, um, because the small isn't necessarily length. You're talking more small width where it goes to the extreme mm -hmm. point and it's cramming exactly. your toes. Yes. Um, so you create more of a buffer there, which pushes your foot back. Yeah. So it just prevents it from going into that small point even further. I've used like pieces of a cotton ball. I've pulled it up and put it between like my, I guess my, how do you describe your toes? Like I know how to describe my the fingers. Toe web? The toe web? I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so between my second, my second next to my big toe and my middle toe, that's where I'll really put whatever support I have. We've also talked about like taping those two toes together in podcast past. So yeah. something that will of course like create more room create more space. And then of course, remove the tension from that toe box. Yeah. Okay. So that's what you do if you're, if it's too small and mm -hmm. uh, any hacks for if the shoe is too big. 
Like, especially yeah, so, if you got to wear maybe a fringe shoe, like you get in a jam. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm at a pageant and I have to wear a fringe shoe. For sure. So a couple things to note here. If your shoe is too big, it's almost more difficult to walk in than if it's too small because you don't want to worry about your heel flopping out or you moving around in the shoe. It's not as stable. So there's a couple things you can do. Um, first, you can get, they have these, they're like, they're like raised pads. So like, unlike what we were just talking about, these actually will like help create more volume under your foot on the bottom. And that way you kind of fill that space underneath your toe box. And then you have, if you have anything but like a slingback, you can put um, something on the back of your heel as well. Um, and usually they're adhesives that can be removed from your shoe. So that will work. Um, and those are two things you can do. But I would say like anything too big is you're going to want to steer clear of because it it needs to be comfortable. You don't want to worry about flopping out of it. I remember I wore a size too big for my pageant interview and there's very minimal walking that happens there. But even still, I can remember being like, oh my gosh, like I need to make sure I don't fall out of this foot. So you need to create more space within the ball of the foot and the heel of the foot to kind of create almost like a, a cloud around your foot of volume. Yeah. And th- this isn't desirable, but like it, y- this strategy is more something when you get in a bind, you're buying a friend's shoe or you're, you're going through a body transformation, you're, you're losing weight and then all of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, <laughs> like you try on a pair of heels that you haven't worn in a while, you're like, oh my gosh, my foot has totally shrunk. So this is a quick hack, but definitely not anything long-term. Exactly. Okay. Now, um, so that's the tip for breaking in shoes. And now what's the, I guess, your next tip regarding pageant shoes so the next tip to buy is i always get questions okay where can i find pageant shoes because yes any shoe could work but there are always specific specific types so a couple things to consider the color of the shoe often you need nude more than anything else or you want something with a little embellishment you want something with a platform you need something with an ankle strap to create some um, more stability you want it to be discreet but still elegant and not every shoe store in your local mall will have these shoes. So I wanted to talk about two places that you can absolutely find likely a wide variety of shoes that fit this need. Okay, well give us the first place. So did you all know that we have like a million different shoe types on our website? Um, do people know that, Steven? I, gosh, you know, I would like to think that they do because we've had them there for a while. However, I mean, that's the rule of marketing. Like, you know, it takes seven times for someone to hear it before they actually purchase anything. So um, it, it wouldn't hurt to tell them again. What would you say are like the top brands in the pageant shoe game right now? I would say Jonathan Kane and Chinese Laundry, the tippy top. Yeah. And those, we carry those on our site. So for those that are listening and you're like, okay, I do need to upgrade my shoe game or I need something else in my closet. Don't be afraid to look. And like we talked about in our promo, we currently have 20% off leading up to Miss America. So certainly take a look. But I say that because you have everything from a non-platform heel with embellishment. You have several different types of large platforms. And all of these are discreet enough to be worn um, with your evening gown, but have enough oomph for any other outfit that you'd actually see them. Yeah. And one of the things that um, that we do that kind of helps you. I mean, as part of the shameless plug is we don't believe in overwhelming you with like, okay, 
here are a crazy amount of options. Like we're not trying to be the Amazon of pageantry. What we're trying to do is so like sort through the noise for you and say, okay, yeah. these are the shoes right now that are like both comfortable, fashion forward, and it'll it'll do the trick. And that's why we do what we do. And so um, with our platform, we have relationships with these manufacturers to where we can offer like a wider variety and wider um, size versus maybe somebody that is more local based to you. And if you walk into like a, a Macy's or whatever, forget it. You're not going to see all the different pageant brands that, that you need. You're just not going to because they don't specialize in our industry. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into what is what is a pageant shoe versus a regular shoe. Can you use regular shoes? We'll get into all of that. But of course, like for something like fun fashion or evening gown. You just need a special shoe. And so keep that in mind. Um, so say you don't have the option to shop at pageantplanet.com, which I don't know why you wouldn't, but regardless, we want to give fair options. The next step, and this is a great hack that I've used, is um, use your local retailer. So odds are pretty strong that the place where you bought your evening gown also sells a wide variety of pageant shoes. So this is something, again, I've done this and it has worked. So if you're feeling bold, one thing you can do after you've decided on your dress, so the sales associate is there, they know you love your dress, you are at the counter putting down your deposit or whatever you're doing, say, if have you ever offered, a, do you offer a discount for anyone that purchases their gown on shoes that would go with the, the gown? And like you want to ask this question in a semi-private location because you don't want them to feel pressured to say something in front of other people because if they say, sure, we'll give you a discount and there's 20 other people shopping. Now they have to give that discount to 20 other people. But for you, you were bold. You took the time to say, I love this gown. I'm buying it from you. Do you have any discounts that you offer girls that buy gowns from here? And they might say no, but they might say yes. And then you're already ahead of the game. You've saved that money, but you never know. It's such a strong recommendation just to simply ask because they can always say no and you're not out anything. I mean, Mm -hmm. a lot of times... We, we have that embarrassing moment or, you know, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. You're just asking because you genuinely do not know. So it's like, wow, do you like, I know some retail stores, I've heard it said that they offer a discount on dresses or on shoes. If you buy the dress from him, do you all have a program like that? Right. Love um, that. Yeah. So, and you can say that because you have heard Jesse and I just talk about it. Right. So you say, mm-hmm. and there are stores out there that have ran a discount like that. So you're not lying. I mean, this is not necessarily um, a revolutionary idea, though most people don't know about it. So, um, and, you know, Jesse, it's, she talks with girls all over the world, like from our um, coaching platform. So she hears about things like this. So that um, is valuable. And I mean, it's just a simple question. And that simple question can save you 20, 30 bucks. You never know. Oh, more. Yeah, maybe more. And I will say last week we talked about pageant sponsorship. And say you've already asked this retailer to sponsor your gown and they've said no. Maybe now it's the question of, okay, I still love this gown. Would you be willing to at least cover my shoes? So just have to be willing and bold enough to ask the question. Love that. So great. Okay. Um, so anything else that you want to share on that before you go to your next tip? Nope. I would just, the only other thing I'd say is do your research. Take a look at what contestants in your system are wearing or look into different retailers, both online. Check out our site. Check out your um, your hometown boutiques. And that way you just have an idea of what's available. 
try on as many styles as possible before you make that decision. Okay. All right. What's your third tip for um, your sh third shoe tip? <laughs> Tongue twister there. <laughs> so this is a major question that I, I get as a coach in the industry is, do I need to wear platform shoes? So I've broken this down by a couple of reasons people think they have to wear platform shoes. And then we talked about things to consider if they're right for you. Okay. Can you tell me what is considered a platform shoe? I mean, I'm sure the girls probably know this, but just in case there's a girl out there that doesn't, what is a platform shoe? So I guess it's kind of misleading because I have shoes that have like a half an inch platform or an inch platform. I would not call those platform shoes because they're still like, they're not like, you don't look at them and say, whoa, those are tall shoes. They just like happen to have some extra cushion on the bottom. So I would say a platform, a true platform shoe is an inch and a half to a two inch platform on the front. So that means you are already elevated inch it. Your foot is as always an inch and a half to two inches off the ground. Okay. So, um, you know, since probably most notably, um, Chinese laundry, their tippy top, mm -hmm. um, yeah. that would be considered a platform shoe because there is an inch and a half, two inch, well, platform, uh, below like where your foot rests. Yep. Exactly. Okay. okay. That's right. a great frame of reference. Thank you for clarifying because that is not clear. Okay. All right. So, um, give us the, give us the, like, do you need to wear platform shoes? What's the tips there? Okay, so let's talk about why people wear them. Um, for the most part, many pageants, we, they still celebrate traditional means of beauty and place emphasis on looks. Some pageants do not, but some definitely still do. Um, and then if you are kind of looking for a pageant that is tr strictly a beauty pageant or you want something that's not strictly a beauty pageant, you certainly can always look at our directory on pageantplanet.com to see like which system celebrate which type of beauty, which is perfectly fine. So there's something for everyone, but is still very heavily in the pageant industry is that traditional means of beauty and height is included in that. So uh, one reason is, and I, I did look up average heights around the world. So I was fascinated when I was looking at this, but for those of us under like, let's say five, five, like five foot, five inches tall, we're training conditioned to think that we need to like, like amp ourselves up height wise in order to compete and like I'll admit that standing in a lineup of contestant who is naturally six foot tall and then she's wearing heels on top of that is intimidating for someone who is five foot four inches tall so of course I would want to jack up my height with some crazy platform shoes and I, I get that and I've seen it all over the world um, in every different competition from Miss Universe to a local Miss America pageant so it happens all the time and Stephen, would you like to guess which country in the world has the tallest average height for females? I would. And I am going to say, I'm going to say America. Oh, good Lord. No. No? Nope. Darn it. Okay. Um, so America, just FYI, this is like, I was like totally like researching this prior to the call. Um, so America's average height for women is 5.375 inches. So I'm above oh. average, which is amazing. Thing. Nice. In more ways that. than just height. Good job. Oh, aren't you the, the nicest? <laughs> um, but just so, okay, so Netherlands actually has the highest average height of 5'7 for women. Wow, the Netherlands. Get out. And even like, so even a 5'7 contestant for perspective is considered short in the Miss Universe contest, which is crazy. So that's one of the reasons why people wear these platform shoes because they know there could be someone in their competition that could tower over them and in turn 
not provide like that same statuesque or commanding appearance. That's one reason. I know. But if you look at it common sense, right? Like you're, you're five, five and you wear a five inch heel. Mm -hmm. The girl who's six foot is going to wear a five inch heel too. So it's like, she's just going to be just as tall as you for the most part. So you might as well wear something like that you can handle because you see those girls that walk out and they're just tripping on themselves because they're not able to handle a heel height that high. So Mm -hmm. it's better to like wear something that you can actually handle versus trying to compete with someone who could play in the NBA. Oh, totally agree. It's, it's like it cancels itself out more often than not, but still it still gives people like that good feeling and true. Like you put on a, a column shaped gown. If you add six inches to yourself, it's going to fall nicer yeah. to the eye. So it does cancel out, but there is still benefit. Yep. Okay. So what's the, what's the second reason my girls okay. wear? Second reason. I mean, it's just the physics of a high heel, the higher the pitch of a shoe can make your legs appear longer, more slender, more defined, and who doesn't want that? So that's a pretty obvious reason. Yep. Okay. Is there another reason? Yep. The third reason is like when you are wearing heels for hours at a time at rehearsals or appearances, a platform can actually, and this sounds shocking, make a shoe more comfortable for a couple of like reasons. As one, oftentimes if you're walking, it could be on a very, very hard surface. So if you do not have a platform on your shoe, think about it. The impact is direct to that hard surface instead of maybe you're getting like shock absorption from the platform, which sounds crazy, but it's true. And with the platform, it can also decrease the like actual angle of the heel itself. So if you have a five inch heel and a two inch platform, your foot, it only feels like you have a three inch heel on, Mm. but nobody's wearing a three inch heel on the platform anymore. I mean, for a mist of it, my gosh, it would look like kitten heels. Um, So one of those things, it just makes the angle less severe. Got it. Okay. So those are the three reasons why um, some girls wear them. And then um, anything else that you want to say regarding the the wearing platform shoes and pageantry? So let's talk about now, like who should be wearing it and why it should be considered. And the first thing I want to talk about is age. So first things first, most pageants, and I say most, do not want to see preteens and lower in platform shoes. And like, even if you have seen this before, if you're a pageant mom of a preteen or younger and like, well, you know, the winner last year wore platform shoes, like still consider that every year there's different judges and people as people are often like not afraid to project their subjective opinions on the people that they are judging in a pageant. So they might mentally think, that is so age age inappropriate for that girl, even though it's been seen before in that pageant. So I would just say, keep that in mind. Do a ton of research on previous pageants. But for preteen and lower, I would stick with regular heels without a platform. Yeah, it's so valuable. Like always, always compete in your age. Unless like specifically the criteria of the pageant is they want you to look older. <laughs> like oh, or like appear older, more fashionable, whatever. Yeah. Um, Okay. So what's the other reason? Yep. So, um, comfort, this is something to consider. If you can't walk in them, do not wear them period. Like you just said, Steven, if you can't make it work, you just, it will not work for you. So we have like all heard the phrase baby giraffe used to describe someone who can't walk in heels. Steven, have you heard that phrase before? I have heard that. And seeing a baby giraffe to me, it's, it's priceless. I mean, the correlation is priceless. (laughs) 
So it's not a flattering term to be described and it is distracting. And I can guarantee if that thought crosses the judge's mind, you will lose points. So do not risk it. Do not risk it. And for me, there's a telltale sign that someone who can't walk in their shoes, platform or not, this this to me is what tells me if a girl can't walk in her shoes. Okay. If I took a freeze frame of contestant walking at any point during a presentation and both of her legs are bent at the knee in that photo, she's uncomfortable in her shoes. And the reason I say that is like when you're walking and doing a pageant walk and you're strutting, one leg should be straight or extended at all times. Um, when people are not comfortable extending their legs, it just means that they don't, they're afraid to put the weight on one foot. They, so they always have to have weight on both feet. Does that make sense? And this is what I said like earlier, it'd be hard to visualize this stuff yeah. on a podcast. So if you like, I just stood up to walk in my room. So if I'm walking and I have both feet bent, I have weight on both feet. Mm-hmm. But if I step forward, there's no weight on that front foot. So it can be straight. And then as soon as I shift the weight, the back leg can be straight. And that way, one, you look taller because as soon as you bend your knees, you lose height, which defeats the entire purpose of wearing the shoes all together. And likely when you bend those knees, your shoulders will also collapse and you'll lose that great posture. So it's so important to practice or, or take photos or videos prior to competing to really let yourself know if this is the right choice for you. Yeah. And Obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but I've never worn heels before. So like, I would like to give a special shout out. And please correct me if I'm wrong, Jesse. Um, if you're just starting off walking in heels, no one is an expert at doing anything right mm-hmm. off the gate. Your ankles probably are not used to supporting the weight or like, you know, of the elevated platform, etc. So, you know, don't necessarily beat yourself up. If you do have both knees bent when you're attempting to walk, um, what we're encouraging is just don't do that on your competition. So wear a shoe you can handle flawlessly for your competition around the house or doing whatever. Um, if your desire is to wear more of a that platform style heel, yeah, practice like behind closed doors before you go out in public. Oh, for sure. No one put on a platform shoe for the first time and crushed it. I mean, it takes some time to get used to because you are, I mean, remember, do you remember Erin Brady, Miss USA's national costume, Stephen? She did the Transformer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had like eight inch, probably higher than eight inch platform shoes. It's just not natural to walk with eight inches between you and the floor. Like no one, like I doubt Erin put that on the first time and was like, oh my gosh, this is a breeze. Like it probably took some time, even though she's Miss USA, clearly has a great walk probably without shoes, with crazy shoes. And like, it takes adjusting. It's just an adjustment. Yeah. Okay, great. Like that. All right. Anything else you want to say regarding platform shoes before we move on to your next tip? Nope. Just a matter of being comfortable walking in them and looking confident. Okay. Got it. All right. Well, what's your next tip for um, pageant shoes? Okay. I wanted to talk about evening gown shoe 101. I get so many questions on this and I see the most mishaps with evening gown shoes. Okay. Okay. The first one is a closed toe shoe. So Stephen, by that, you mean you can't see the little piggies. Okay. Got it. Okay. (laughs) So divisions below preteen, closed toe is perfectly fine and often encouraged. Like, and I just think of like those cute little satin white Mary Jane shoes with like roughly socks. Like it's just so sweet and cute. And that is definitely encouraged 
for younger age divisions, but of course, different systems look for different things in their younger contestants. So do the research before you do what I just said. And is that, make sure that your system is correct. And is that true also within the glitz world? Oh, absolutely. I mean, of course, like once you get into teen, you'll wear more traditional formal shoes, but like roughly socks, white Mary Janes are always a safe bet. I think for more mainstream pageants, um, you can do the, the white satin Mary Janes, but with no socks or like pantyhose or something like that for the the youngins but um, again just do your research okay all right and okay for, for pre -teen and above mm -hmm. yep exactly open toe is best um closed toes can feel less formal they can draw the eye and it of course closes off the legs so when in doubt no closed toe for evening gown for preteens and above okay all right now what about like maybe slit versus no slit yeah this is a big one steven so we earlier discussed like the average height, quote unquote average, of course. Um, they feel the need to amp up their shoes to compete with glamazons of the world or their county, wherever they happen to live. And that's totally fine. Again, we completely get that rationale. However, like I as a judge do not want to see monster platforms in evening gown. Like they should, they should not be seen nor heard. Yeah, you don't want to look like you're walking on stilts. Exactly. Like and nothing disrupts the line of sight more than and drawing attention directly to your feet. And this will completely have the opposite effect that you're going for. And the judge will have no qualms think, okay, this girl's overcompensating. Look at these ridiculous shoes. You just, you don't want to draw attention to them. So if you wear a dress with a slit, all you're doing is inviting them to say, oh, here's my shoes. Mm -hmm. So again, a slit can be an amazing effect for a lot of contestants. I personally think if you need to wear at least a two inch platform, for your evening gown, a slit, for me, I would always recommend against wearing a slit if you're wearing those heels, at least that height. Okay. And have you ever seen a girl just with super high platforms that just like that actually worked for her? Yes. You know, I so I was at um, Missing International a few months ago and one of the teen contestants, um, shout out to Cameron. She was Miss Teen Texas, I think, international. And she had, and I kid you not, Steven, they were eight inches tall. Stop it. Eight inches. I I was blown away. Like she slayed it though. I mean, she had to walk downstairs, crush that. And so she paired these eight inch gigantic shoes with a very flowy ball gown. So the, all the layers of the dress completely hid the shoes. Mm. So she looked absolutely stunning, owned the stage but the judges had no idea what was underneath that dress from her shoes. So you still had this the beautiful effect of the way she looked, her gown flowed. But I can guarantee you if she wore a slit with that dress or if she paired those heels or they saw the heels, it would have cost her points. Oh so gosh, it yeah. worked for her because she killed it and she was discreet about it. If you want to shout from the rooftops that you're wearing eight inch, eight inch platforms, it's probably not going to work in your favor. Well, and with me as a judge, if I saw platform shoes like that, even if the girl was killing it and working it i'd be like so distracted by how big the platform was i wouldn't be able to concentrate i'm like oh yeah i'd be nudging other judges like do you see those shoes that's crazy and it's like oh wait what was her dress you know i just would have been so thrown off exactly that is exactly what i mean steven you'd never want a judge to forget what you're wearing because of your shoes oh mm -hmm. my gosh i can't think of a worse thing to happen in pageant evening gown okay now what about um the length of the dress, does that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in a category like fun fashion, like shoes can make a look, but in evening gown, the shoe should either, like so we said, 
not be seen or not detract. Um, and Stephen, you know that I'm a member of Bachelor Nation, and many of our listeners also love The Bachelor. My wife. And when I watch opening night with the women like getting out of their limos and their gowns, and they're introducing themselves, and then their gowns are like two inches off the floor, and you see their entire shoe, and it just makes me cringe every time. So I know that's so judgy to say, but from a pageant girl, like that's what I look for. And with your shoes on, so as we just said, your gown should still touch the floor. This is like a major rookie mistake in my opinion. So as a judge, like to me, it just, it sh shows like a lack of attention to detail. Like you weren't thorough with getting your dress altered or when you were shopping, it shows a lack of elegance because you don't want to see the shoe. And three, of course, like height and the way the gown lays, it just doesn't lay the way it would if it hit the floor. Yeah. And I'd like to preference and ask you a clarifying question. When you're saying yeah. touch the floor, you don't mean lay on the floor. It should literally touch the floor, like be covering your shoes, grazing across the floor. The train is different, but more we're talking about the front. Exactly. Okay. So um, everybody listening, you, the judges, they can see your shoe when you're walking, yeah. but if you're stationary, your your dress on the front of you should just barely be touching the floor. And actually, in Miss America, they encourage judges to take off points if your alterations are wrong mm -hmm. in the in the evening gown. Yep. So bring your shoes with you to your alterations appointment, and like even when you're shopping, if you know that you want to wear six inch heels, bring them to your um, your shopping trips because even though most gowns are made very very long. Sometimes you'll, you'll get one that for some reason happens to be shorter. And if you buy it off the rack, there's probably very few things that you can do to make it longer. So always bring your shoes with you. And when you're in alterations, like Steven just said, hit your T stance. And that way, like you'll be able to be in that pose, that really, really strong pose, hit the T stance with your shoes on and the dress on. And that is where the seamstress should alter the dress. Yeah. And you know what this, I mean, guys, this is so applicable too, because like for me, uh, I had a certain pair of dress shoes, got my, um, my suit tailored, and then I got a new pair of dress shoes that had a thicker heel on it. And you know, my pants were off now. I'm like, Oh crap, I can't wear those shoes with this. It doesn't look right anymore. So, right. I mean, if it happens with a guy shoe where there's not even much of a heel at all, totally can happen with um, the female shoe. For sure. Okay, now you mentioned that you had some quick hitters for us. Yeah. All right. So the the first one is the question that I get all the time is, are nude pumps best for interview? So for the most part, like, <clears throat> excuse me, nude pumps have gone out of style for pageant interview, just like this, the traditional suit is was out as well. I saw a lot of really sexy suits, though, even recently for some pageants. So maybe suits are making a comeback. But for the most part... Um, nude pumps for interview are really the safe bet. They don't show a ton of personality, but there are still pageants that encourage that. I think like Miss American Co-Ed, National American Miss for the younger divisions, they still encourage that because it looks polished, sophisticated, professional, et cetera. But I will say like, take a look, research what the current queens are wearing. But I would say like, choose a shoe that enhances the outfit. So it completes the look instead of just playing it safe. So metallics, patterns, colors have all emerged recently as acceptable for pageant interview shoes. Like that, like that a lot. And you're right. the The suits that you're talking about, no like disrespect to this organization, whatever that. But they're transitioning out. Is the co-ed suit? Is the National American Miss suit that girls are wearing that are more of a box shape? 
kind of um, uh, an outdated version of like uh, what women used to wear to corporate environments. Mm-hmm. And that's being transitioned to something if you're wearing a suit to like become the marketing director for Prada, you know, it's something a yeah. lot more sexy, a lot more like um, more form fitting suits like those are, are certainly happening. Yeah. And actually last night, even our friend Alea Benavides, who was Miss United States, she was a former VIP girl before she won Miss United States. So we love her. She actually won Miss Texas USA last night and her interview outfit was this super sexy powder blue suit that she wore. It was like a, it was a capri length. So slightly fitted through the the thigh and the leg with the blazer with no shirt underneath it. So it was very low cut. So it was like definitely saw some cleavage there. And she wore like white snakeskin pattern pumps. So she, even though she wore the suit, she was able to keep it modern with a sexy pump. So you can always play around with different trends. So congratulations, Aliyah. That's great. Okay, what's your next quick hitter for us? So the next quick hitter that we have is do you dress up your shoes? So like I said earlier, in like things like fun fashion, runway casual wear, I've often noticed, and Stephen, let me know what you've seen too. I feel like shoes are often forgotten. So they'll have this like crazy, like red fringe outfit on and they're wearing nude tippy tops. Yeah. Like I, again, I, your legs look great, but it doesn't enhance anything. Have you seen this? Oh yeah. Like in it's, it's kind of a, um, it's a letdown when they start walking because with fun fashion, you're really trying to make a statement from your, your hair to your shoe and everything in between. And so when you forget your shoe, like, oh, I'll just wear my new tippy tops or my nude whatever, it's just like, womp, womp. Because everything else is just so extra and out there and fun and just hip. And then you have just a nude pump, which it just doesn't work. Yeah, so I want to give you some thoughts about how to dress up your shoes really quickly. So there are two things you can do. One, you can stone your shoes. So if you, if you want to wear nude tippy tops, that's fine. But if you're wearing a red outfit, maybe you're putting red stones around some of the straps, or maybe you are completely stoning the platform parts. They stand out from a different color. So it's pretty easy to stone. You just get some E6000 glue from your craft store, order a bunch of flat back stones from anywhere from Amazon to eBay and go to town. It's extremely simple. Anybody can do it really cost effective way instead of buying fully glitzed out custom shoes. So it's possible. The other thing I would suggest is you can make shoe bows. So depending upon your age division, of course, this might be more towards teen, junior, teen, preteen, et cetera. Get some coordinating ribbon with your outfit and make some really like ornate, elaborate, but still professional looking bows to go on the side just to tie it into the outfit themselves. Or if you have a fringe outfit, maybe you're just getting beads and hanging it off of like the strap. So Think about different ways you can use a simple shoe and elevate it so it's pageant stage ready. Great. Okay. And uh, your last quick hitter for us? Okay. So, Stephen, this is a very popular question also. Clear shoes, yes or no? Mm, Okay. What what is your thought on clear shoes? Now, by clear shoes, they're also referred to as something else. Are we allowed to say something else? Um, I wasn't going to, but it's your show, Steven. All right. Well, I'll say it because this is, I mean, it's common verbiage, but they call it the stripper shoe, right? And so my general blanket statement is that there are better options. Mm -hmm. General blanket statement. And there could be options where it also works because like with wardrobes always changing outfits and there's, 
it's really hard to make a blanket statement and completely write off one individual item because you don't know, like, I mean, are we talking a, a clear shoe could work really well for a national costume or for a talent, you know, or depending on what the system is looking for, it could work in swimsuit. Like you just never know because every system varies so much, but that's yeah. my two cents. What are your thoughts? So my whole thought is I, I think that these clear shoes were extremely popular about 10 years ago before the pageant industry retailers and vendors caught wind that girls wanted these gigantic platforms. But now that the industry is up to speed, people like Chinese Laundry have created the tippy tops. Jonathan Cain has created his version. Um, what is it? The suntan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think the industry has caught up. So you, like you said, there are options available that are not clear. And I always think of like, they're just not as, I don't feel like they, they look as glamorous because they always look plastic. And I can say truly, I can't remember ever seeing a clear shoe on the red carpet. Can you? I mean, I've seen meat shoes with like Lady Gaga, right? I mean, I think, (laughs) so I think I've seen a clear shoe, but I think it was like Cher or Lady Gaga, but that's, it's because that's their statement is to wear things that are just completely out there and causes people to say, what the heck are they wearing? Um, But yeah, the the normal, definitely not. Uh, Definitely not. Yeah. So I would say there, like Steven said, there are better options. If at all possible, steer clear from clear shoes, steer clear from clear shoes. Awesome. All right. Now, if the girls want to work with you specifically, Um, and from everything from shoes to helping you select their wardrobe, their evening gown, their interview. And they're just like, Jesse, help me. How can they do that? So the easiest way to do that is visit pageantplanet.com backslash box. We have all of our memberships there. It includes coaching and then different levels, unlimited mock interviews, coaching sessions, virtual coaching. And then of course you get our monthly pageant box with any of our memberships. Great. And thank you all for listening. And if you've received any benefit from this show or for ones previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. It may seem like a really small action, but it really does help us keep the show going.